Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. So it's, it's Mother's Day today. So tonight, uh, I just want to start off by thanking the mothers out there in the room. Uh, we have a lot of them. Um, and so I just want to say thank you for all you do for us. Um, it's a big sacrifice, uh, and it's a lot of love and, and care that goes into raising a child. Uh, we need more good mothers out in the world today. I think that's something that uh, our world lacks is good mothers and fathers. Um, and so tonight's message is about purpose. And one thing I think about when I think about Mother's Day uh, and parents, fathers and mothers, is that when you have a child, I think that's one thing in life that really shows you that our purpose in life is not about ourselves. There's more to life than just us. That when you have a child, you realize that this person is somebody I love, I care about, I want, I want the best for them, I'd sacrifice for them. And you realize that life is more than just you. That life has a bigger purpose than that. And I think that um, Jesus displays this perfectly. That life is not about ourselves. He sacrificed for us. He lived a perfect life, a sinless life, but yet died on the cross for us. That life is not about us. And I think so often today we, we, we get caught up in pleasures and we want to fulfill our lives the best we can, get the best stuff for ourselves, and, and do all we can to please ourselves. But in the end, none of that fulfills us. That's not our purpose in life. And so when we go about this uh, message tonight in Acts, I want you to think about it. if you were to die today and we were at your funeral, what would people say about you? Would they talk about the good things you did for people? the kind of person you were, the things you did for the gospel, how many, how many people you share the gospel with, what you did for Christ, or what they talk about, he was kind of selfish. She kind of did her own thing in life. They kind of were all about themselves. What kind of lasting impact will you have on people? When you die, what are people going to remember about you? What are they going to say you did for them? What are they going to carry on? What lessons did you pass down to your children, to the people around you they're going to carry with them long after you're gone? So in this story tonight of Paul and Silas, I think we see um, an earthly purpose and a heavenly purpose and which one we should be striving for in our lives and kind of the consequences of those purposes. So as you read this story tonight, I want you to think about first, what is Paul and Silas' purpose in this story? What is their life's purpose? What is their one solo purpose in life? And then what are they willing to sacrifice to achieve that purpose? And then lastly, I want you to think about how they bring others into that purpose as well. So what's their purpose? What are they willing to sacrifice to achieve that purpose? And how are they willing to bring others to join in that purpose with them? So our story tonight is in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. And it says, As we are going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone. They seized Paul and Silas 
and dragged them into the marketplace before their rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prisoners' doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for light and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him, to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. He then brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. If you would, bow with me and pray. Lord, I ask that tonight my words are yours and not my own, that you put your Holy Spirit upon this room tonight, that you show us what you want us to learn from this passage in Acts, and that we're not just hearers of the Word, we're also doers of the Word. We go out and apply this to our life. Please help us realize our purpose tonight, Lord, the purpose that you have given us from birth until death, Lord, and then the purpose of our life. Please help us to realize that purpose tonight and to live that purpose for you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for the mothers and fathers in this room that have given so much uh, for their kids. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the first thing I want you to realize tonight is if you have an earthly purpose, you will never be fulfilled. So what is an earthly purpose? An earthly purpose is something that you set out for your life's goal, your life's purpose. You can achieve while on this earth. When you die, it has no impact. So for instance, like if, you, if your purpose in life is to make the most money or to be the most successful in your job, when you die, none of that matters anymore. It's an earthly purpose. It has meaning for a, a small meaning on earth, but it doesn't last. It would never fully fulfill you. In this story, the slave owners have this earthly purpose. The slave owner's purpose is to make the most money they can. So a girl in this story is possessed by a demon and she's out there fortune telling um, and, the, and the owners of this girl are making money from her doing this. So she's out there giving people fortunes and she's doing this for probably years at this point. And so the owners have made a lot of money from her doing this. Well, Paul and Silas realize how wrong this is. And Paul commands the spirit to leave this girl and, and it leaves her. And all of a sudden she realizes that it's not right to do this. She's been living wrong and she stops fortune telling. She stops doing these evil deeds and these bad things. And because she stops doing that, the owners of her stop making money. It says in Acts here that 
When her owners saw their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged into their market into the marketplace before the rulers. So immediately, when they lost money, when the when the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of gain was gone, their purpose was all of a sudden not fulfilled. They didn't know what to do anymore. Their purpose was gone. And so they attacked Paul and Silas and the magistrates. They beat them with rods, inflicting many blows upon them. And the same is true in our lives today, that if our, if our purpose in life is earthly, we're never going to be fulfilled. If your purpose in life is to make the most money, well, things are always going to get more and more expensive. So if you make a million dollars today, in five years, that million dollars is not going to pay for near as much as it is right now. You're never going to get to that point where you can afford everything. Things are going to just keep getting more and more expensive. And all of a sudden, you know, you get in the hospital, an injury happens. Now a lot of your money's gone. Um, so that's never going to fulfill you. And one of the most surprising stats I came upon when researching this was NFL players. NFL players probably make some of the most money out of any profession. They make millions and millions of dollars a year, some upwards of $20 million a year. Well, the stat here is that two years after NFL players have left the league, 78% of them have filed for bankruptcy. 78% of NFL players, after two years of being out of the league, have filed for bankruptcy. And you may say, how is that possible? They're making $20 million a year. It's because their purpose in life is money or things or items. And so they always want more and more and more. And then when that money stops coming in, they're broke. They don't know what to do. They file for bankruptcy. They go into depression. And they don't know, what, they don't know where to turn. And so the slave owners have this earthly purpose. And when it's taken away from them, they don't know what to do. So they just start beating Paul and Silas and then throw them into prison. And so what I want to contrast that with tonight, though, is that if you have a heavenly purpose, you will always be fulfilled. So Paul and Silas, their main purpose in life, it says it here, is when the slave girl actually says it. She says, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. So Paul and Silas, their purpose in life is to show others the way of salvation. Their purpose in life is to tell others the word of, the, of God, to share the gospel with others. That's their purpose in life. So no matter what happens, they're going to live out this purpose. And what I want you to realize to life is tonight is no matter what happens, if your purpose is heavenly, you can always live that purpose out. Paul and Silas get put in prison. And what is the first thing Paul and Silas do in prison? They don't say, oh, now we're in prison, our purpose is gone. They say, okay, well, now I'm going to live my purpose out in a different way. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners are listening to them. So no matter what situation you're in in life, no matter what happens in your life, if your purpose is heavenly, if your purpose is to share the gospel with as many people as possible, or to live for Christ in your job or, or whatever area you're doing that in, then no matter what happens in life, you can always live for God. You can always praise God. You can always worship God. No matter if you're in prison, if you're in isolation somewhere, you can always praise God. And people around you will, will notice that. People will notice the joy and the happiness you have. Because when you follow Jesus, when you have that heavenly purpose in life, you have the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. 
When you follow Jesus, when your purpose is heavenly, you have that joy, that happiness. So no matter what happens, no matter what circumstances, situations that come along your way, no matter what hard times happen, you always have that joy and that happiness that comes from the Lord. And people realize you have this happiness. Paul and Silas, they say they're beaten with rods, inflicting many blows upon them. Can you imagine how painful that is? Just getting beat with rods over and over again. They're probably bleeding. Their bones could probably even be broken at this point. And then they're thrown into prison. Most of us would say that's a horrible situation. How depressing, how awful. But the first thing Paul and Silas do, they don't complain. They don't say, God, why me? They sing hymns and pray to God in prison. And it says the prisoners were listening to them. Because see, people around you take notice. When you have this joy and this happiness, they're like, how do they have this joy in this hard situation? How are they praying? How are they singing to God when they're in prison? When they're being beaten? Why do they have this joy? And they want to know more about that. And so if your purpose is heavenly, you will always be fulfilled. And you can always continue that purpose. And so what I want, you, what I want to look at tonight is that what are you willing to sacrifice, though, to live out that purpose? So if your purpose is heavenly, to share the gospel with others, or if your purpose is to to live for the Lord, what are you willing to sacrifice to reach that purpose? Paul and Silas are willing to go through prison, like I said, get beaten with rods to fulfill this purpose. They weren't afraid of criticism from people. You know, if you you share the gospel in today's society, expect backlash. People are going to backlash you, whether it be on social media, on Facebook, or in person. They're going to say that, oh, why do you believe in that? Oh, you're so stupid for believing that, or for saying that. Be prepared to get negative feedback. And are you willing to sacrifice your own pride and your own selfish ambitions to go through that? Because living for God is the most joyful and happy thing you can do, but it's also the hardest thing as well. It's also you're going to to endure sacrifices. Whether that be a relationship you're in, what's holding you back? Is it a relationship? Is it a job? Is it a hobby you're in? Is somebody that you're in a relationship with or friends with holding you back from sharing the gospel? Are they, are they telling you to not do it? Are they saying, oh, it's too dangerous? Are they saying, you shouldn't do that? Or is your job restricting you from sharing the gospel? What is it today that's holding you back from your purpose? And maybe that's something you need to cut out of your life. Maybe you need to pick up a new hobby or hang around better people. Because your purpose in life, you should be willing to sacrifice anything to reach that purpose. And Paul and Silas are willing to sacrifice. And so what I want to really leave us with, though, and this is a huge point of this story, I think, is that if you know your purpose, if you're willing to sacrifice for that purpose, the key thing then is how do you get others to join your purpose with you? How do you get others to join in your purpose? And it says here in Paul and Silas, verse 28, after the, after the jailer has seen that everybody has, that the prison doors have broken open, he thinks the prisoners have escaped. And, and in Roman law, if the jailer had let the prisoners escape, they would have more than likely killed him. So he was about to kill himself to avoid that. And Paul cries out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. So because Paul and Silas lived for God, they did the right thing. They were unrightfully thrown in prison, but they stayed in prison anyways. 
They knew that if they left prison, the jailer would be killed because of that. So they stayed in prison. And they were a witness to this jailer of the joy and the happiness that Christ gives you. The peace that comes with that. And so the jailer falls down to his knees with fear and says, the jailer called for lights and he, he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So because Paul, Paul and Silas were living for the gospel, for the gospel they, were, they had a heavenly purpose. The jailer now sees this in their life and he wants to be saved. And they're able to share the gospel with the jailer. And then the jailer shares with his entire household. And it says in 32, verse 32, And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And they took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. So Paul and Silas, by living this purpose out, others were inspired. They wanted to know how they had this joy, how they had this happiness. Where do they get this? What's their purpose? And when they shared their purpose, is from God. They were able to, to share salvation with this man and his household. His entire household was saved because of the way Paul and Silas lived their life and the purpose that they had. Their purpose was heavenly. And because of that, the jailer and his household knew that came to know the Lord. And what I want to leave you with tonight is a more modern story. It's a, Frank, it's a story of Frank Jenner. Most of you here probably don't know who Frank Jenner is. But tonight, I think you're going to realize why I share this story with you. There's a, there's a pastor in Australia, or in England, sorry, of the name of Francis. And one day at his church, he asked for a man named Peter to share his testimony with the church. So Peter stood up and said, I was in the Royal Navy. And I was walking, we were stationed in Sydney, Australia. And one day I was walking along a street named George Street. And as he was just walking along the street, a random stranger came up to him and said, Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Can I ask you a question? And so the man said, sure. And he said, I hope that it won't offend you. But if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? The Bible says it'd either be in heaven or in hell. Will you think about that, please? Thank you, and God bless you. That's all the man said to him. So the sailor went about his day and thought about this question. And a few months later, he was at a mission and talked to somebody about this. And, this, and, the, and the man that he talked to about this led him to Christ, and he was saved. So the pastor thought, well, that's kind of a unique story. Just a random stranger comes up to somebody and shares the gospel with them. And so all of a sudden, months later, at a youth camp, the very same church in England, one of the, one of the people that came in for the youth camp shares their testimony with the people. And they say, I was in the Royal Navy, and I was walking on a street in Sydney, Australia, named George Street. And a random man came up to me and said, young man, I have a question to ask you. If you should die tonight, where would you go? Would it be in heaven or in hell? Now don't try to evade the question. It must be one or the other. After this bothering him for several days, he uh, sought out a Christian and then gave his life to Christ. So the pastor in this church in England is amazed to hear two very similar testimonies from just somebody asking them a simple question on George Street. And so the pastor preached several more times throughout Australia and Southern Australia. 
And all of a sudden, he shared this story at a church in Australia one day. And a man jumped up after hearing this testimony of these two men and said, I'm another, I'm another. I was also saved after hearing a testimony from a man on George Street. And so all of a sudden, this pastor really wants to find out who this man is. He's curious to know who this man is. And so he goes about, um, well, actually before he goes about seeing this man, he preached at a church in Perth, Australia. So this pastor is really well known throughout England, and he preaches kind of around the world. And he preached in Perth, Australia. And a man came up to him and, and shared his testimony with him. And I think this was the most inspiring of all. The, this man said that a, a, a random stranger on George Street came up to him and said, Hey, wait, soldier, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Would it be in heaven or hell? And the man responded this time. He said, Well, I'd hope I go to heaven. And the man said to him, Hoping isn't good enough. You can know. And this man that he talked to was a church going man, probably well respected by his church and his community. He was married. But he never wrestled with the question of eternity. He had never actually given his life to Christ. He had just kind of been going through the motions. So after really hearing this question and thinking about it, he ended up giving his life to Christ as well. And so the pastor is named Francis Dixon. He's a well-renowned pastor in England. And he seeks out to find who this man is on George Street. Who's the man asking these questions on George Street? So he finds a man that says, yes, I know who you're talking about. The man's name is Frank Jenner. And he knows where he lives. So he goes to Frank Jenner's house. And this is where the story just gets crazy. He tells Frank Jenner of these, of these testimonies from these three different men from all different places that have, have at one point came to George Street and have been saved after hearing this question. And Frank Jenner tells him he's done this for 16 years and has never heard of a single person accepting Christ after asking them a question or sharing his testimony with them, or sharing a word from the gospel. He's never heard of a single person come to Christ. And he starts crying after hearing these testimonies of these men that have came to Christ. Now that's true commitment. That's knowing your purpose in life. This man didn't do it for a reward. This man didn't do it to get a pleasure and recognition from others. He did it because this is his purpose. It's to share the gospel and to live out Christ. Whether it be, he wasn't the best speaker. He wasn't the most educated man. If you realize, if you look back in Frank Jenner's life, you wouldn't think of this guy as a pastor or, or somebody that's a very good speaker. All he did was ask a question to people. All he did was just share a little bit of advice with people. And he did this for 16 years in a row. Now that's knowing your purpose. And then all, all of a sudden, people are, are becoming to Christ after this. Well, Francis Dixon went around the world for a few more years, and this is where the story even gets a more amazing turn. In India, a man came to Christ after visiting George Street and is now a, a pastor and preaches at a church. He's now into Christian ministry. In Jamaica, at a Christian missionary conference, multiple of those missionaries in Jamaica said they once too came to George Street and was approached by a man that asked him a simple question. And after wrestling with that question for some time, came to Christ. And then in the United States, at a naval chaplain convention, one of the chaplains said, I too went to George Street for a visit and was approached by a man and gave my life to Christ. 
So pastors, missionaries, chaplains, and countless other people, there's no telling how many people have came to Christ because of what Frank Jenner has done on George Street. Well, after researching, before Frank Jenner died, he did this for 28 years. He said his purpose was to go out on, on George Street and tell 10 people about Christ. Whether it be ask them a question, whether it be share something from the Gospel, or share his testimony with them. His purpose was to tell 10 people a day about Christ. He did it for 28 years before he died. It's recorded and estimated that Frank Jenner probably talked to over 100,000 people in his lifetime. That's more than most pastors will ever talk to in their lifetime. So what I'm saying is, most people don't know who Frank Jenner is. But God does. God knows, God knows who Frank Jenner is. His purpose, He knew His purpose. And He was willing to do that no matter what. No matter if people said bad things to Him. No matter if it didn't go over well. I'm sure He got rejected so many times in 28 years. He probably went through so many failures in 28 years. But that didn't stop Him. Even when He was about to die, He still went out there and did this. And talked to 10 people a day. And then His, his impact is going to last long, long after His life. The people that He has, has shared the Gospel with that have went on to become pastors and missionaries will share the Gospel with multiple other people. And that will continue and continue. So Frank Jenner's legacy, his impact, will last hundreds of thousands of years after his life. So my question to you is, what is your purpose? What are you doing for Christ? Or how are you living your purpose out? Just like Paul and Silas, they're willing to take criticism. They're willing to take failure or a beating. They're willing to live their purpose for Christ no matter what. And because of that, when they die, their impact is going to last long after than just an earthly goal. So set your, goal, set your purpose tonight on heavenly and live that purpose out. And when you die, your impact will last long after you do. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook.